Friday, everybody, and welcome to Minute 30 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob. I'm Tom. And joining us once again to finish off this week is uh, Justin from Stinker Madness. I am so glad that I got to this opportunity this week. It's been a lot of fun, guys. The opportunity to get to Friday? Oh, it's fun, but uh, the, this whole week has been fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, that's good because we, we've had we've had guests that were stuck in the in Tom's basement for the whole week. So you know, you you actually did well with that. You you didn't you didn't get sent to the basement to the Jay Cluett uh, Memorial Basement. <laughs> not not stuck in the Gulag. Not this time. No, instead you're stuck in Stalagluft uh, three. Right. <laughs> All right, well, episode th- minute 30, which again for everyone who's keeping track, we're we're just about a little bit more than a sixth of the way through this movie. Oh, don't don't do that to me, Rob. <laughs> hey, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's fun. We only <laughs> only another 100 142 minutes after this one. <laughs> 2 hours and 22 minutes to go. <laughs> so, Minute 30 starts off with Ashley Pitt greeting Roger once he comes into the compound. And it goes all the way till Roger saying, yes, I did. This minute is uh, in contrast to the rest of the minutes uh, from this week. We actually uh, have moved away from being in Von Luger's office. And uh, we actually get this Roger's first look at this uh, compound. Anyone who's never seen this movie before or the first time that you're watching it, you have no idea that everyone knows Roger or knows who Roger is. You just know that that squadron leader Bartlett is a troublemaker. That's all you know. You don't really know who he is or what he's doing or, or anything like that. And as soon as he comes in, you know, he's, as we mentioned yesterday, he has this great big smile on his face. And then he's uh, greeted by uh, the naval officer, Ashley Pitts. And I, I love the, the, the first thing that Roger says is, what's it like here? <laughs> And then, and then Ashley Pitt's response is, "Ah, it's new. Let's go find you a bed." You know, <laughs> I mean, we as we we saw a few weeks ago the the, the different discrepancies in the different rooms that people have. You know, you have rooms with uh, twelve people bunking in it, and then you have rooms with one or two. My assumption is, is obviously since we know that he's Big X, he's going to get a much classier room with uh, with with less roommates. You know, he's not going to be uh, delega- de- delegated to a, a room with 11 roommates. So did you, either of you guys notice the look Posen's giving the taller security guard, the taller German guard, while Roger and Pitts are having this conversation? Of course. I noticed it. You just see Posen look up and like, wait a minute. This is he can just tell it's already going to be trouble based off the looks he's giving his counterpart there. Just why did the commandant take the handcuffs off? Why didn't we just put this guy in the cooler? This is going to be trouble. Right, but before he even looks at Statwich, I mean, he he looks at Roger and Ashley Pitt, and he's he's looking at them trying to say, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> Apparently, someone knows who this guy is. He's familiar. So that, yeah, that that's true. He does look at him also. Uh, he looks at Stagwitz to say, "What do we do here?" And then the the best thing is right after that, they they, they have a, a close shot of them. And then when they show the wider shot, did either you notice uh, that actually Posen and and Stratwitz are further apart in the wide shot than they are in the in the close shot? 
So if you if you, if you if you if you pay close attention, it's as if one of them moved very quickly between that shot. Oh, I see it now. Because uh, they're 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 pretty close together in the close up, and then the uh, long shot, they're probably let's say a foot foot and a half apart, uh, something like that. But again, we'll we'll need Cavendish to to do an actual survey as to how far the two of them are apart from one another. <laughs> so that would be accurate. It wouldn't be accurate, but uh, it, would, it would give us a guesstimation. You know. Hmm. So then Ashley Pitt walks across the the compound, taking Roger over to the to to the barracks. And as I mentioned numerous times, I still find it really funny that you only have people walking in ones or twos. You know, you have characters walking by themselves or walking with one one someone else. It it, it makes you wonder if 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 they gave all the extras rules and said, okay. You're only supposed to walk with one other person. Find a buddy and stick with them the entire time, and just do do you know do do circular do a circular route around the camp. That wouldn't surprise me at all if it's just like okay, you two are going to take this route whenever we're shooting. You three are going to take this route, and just that way you don't have to worry about extras trying to congregate or whatever. You can just give them their pre-approved route and let them do their thing. Right. I mean, from what I understand from from people who who, who I've, I've discussed or uh, I've spoken to who were uh, extras on movies, they, they they sometimes give you a little bit of free reign as long as you're you, you don't interrupt what's going on in the in, in the foreground. You know, in the background, you can do whatever you want. You can move around and stuff like that. As long as you you make it seem as natural. That this whole idea of of pairs or singular characters walking around doesn't apply to the main cast. Because as they're walking across the compound, we get to see a number of the main cast, you know, that are all congregating together. You have Cavendish, and then next to Cavendish you have uh, uh, Danny and Willie, and then you even see Goff in the background. Which, uh, he, I mean, they're all standing a few feet apart of one another, but they're still all looking at Bartlett as, as he comes around. And then you see Cedric take a look, and then you see Henley standing at the door. And then uh, Ashley Pitt opens the door, and the uh, oh, and, and sorry, and you see McDonald in the background talking to Haynes. I think he's talking to Haynes. Yeah, right. Haynes is sitting on a on a on, on the, the stairs, and he's talking to him over there. And I'm going to explain why I mentioned that a little later. <laughs> and then they walk into the barracks, and then everyone just goes back to normal, you know, as they as they watch them go into the barracks. Right. Oh, and uh, right. I mentioned Cavendish also was there. Yeah, yep. I think I did. Right. So Cavendish was there too. And then you, you, the next scene, it, it cuts, and then you get to see him. You see Ramsey in his room, just standing up and looking around, which is in of itself uh, interesting because here you have someone who we know is wounded, has a bad leg. So you'd think that when he's not doing something that he needs to do, standing up, he's sitting down, and he's in his room standing up. Maybe maybe because someone mentioned to him already that, that Roger's coming in. Don't know. I'm going to go with the fact that Ramsey's not actually injured. He's actually got a sword cane, and the Nazis just never bothered to check it. So he's just <laughs> playing up the limb to keep his sword handy. <laughs> okay, well, I, I can counter that. It's a nice idea, but unfortunately it's not true. Uh, the character that, that he's based on, Matt, uh, actually injured himself. When, when his plane crashed, and that's the reason why he wasn't able to be a, a part of any escape attempts. Not because he was the uh, 
the highest ranking officer, but because he was actually injured. So the, I mean, obviously uh, James Donald, the the actor who plays uh, Ramsey, isn't injured. You can easily tell that the, I mean, obviously the character itself is supposed to be injured. So, but nice try, Tom. Nice try. <laughs> the sword king sounds like more fun. I, I didn't say that it's not fun. I think it's very fun, and I think it makes a lot of sense. But I think he would have used it beforehand if he's sitting in a, if he's in a prison camp for three years, or maybe maybe he has a sword cane and he actually stabbed himself in the leg at one point, and that's what injured him. There we How's go. That? There we go. The irony. Best of both worlds. You know. We're, we're going to, have to call Alanis Morissette. We've, we've got another ironic four. Yeah, and I mean, you see, his his room is pretty sparse. Uh, he's got a closet in there. He's got a heater. He has, it's either a bed or a desk, I'm not sure, that has his briefcase on it, which we, we saw when, when he and Mac first arrived a few weeks ago when we discussed it. So he has the briefcase just sitting there on the side also. And he's got something hanging on the wall. Maybe it's his, maybe it's his hat. Maybe it's, uh, he, he's somewhat blocking it. So at this point in the minute, you can't see what's there. And he also, later on, we'll see that, that he has actually a, a, a two bookshelves that are completely empty. So I guess he, he doesn't read like uh, Von Luger, because Von Luger has five books in his, his office. There are no books in, in this room. I mean, Ramsey's only been there for 24 minutes at this point, less if you count the time he had to spend in Von Luger's office. He just hasn't even gotten set up yet. That's possible. That is possible. But but based on the dialogue here, is it's, it's, it, it makes you wonder about the fact of whether they've already you know started unpacking, because most people don't have that much with them. That's first of all. <laughs> and second of all, you know, the the idea is, is that when Ashley Pitt leaves, he says, I'll, I'll go put your bag in your room. Meaning we've, you know, just a few seconds ago, he said, I'm going to go, we'll go find you a room, find you a bed. And now he already says that your bag is in your room. So that's an interesting way of looking at it. You know, how, how quickly were they able, maybe, maybe during the cut, when they were coming into the office, coming into there, he, he pointed into a room and said, okay, Roger, this is going to be your room. How's that for an explanation? I mean, kicked out four guys that were sharing that room. Now there's 12 guys in that, another room, so Bartlett can have his own. I was going to say that, or he just drops them off and says, I'm going to go figure out which room to put you in and put your stuff in. I'll come get you at the end of it and show you where your stuff is, but it'll be there. Right, but he says, I'm going to put it in your room. That's the, 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 the essential word here is your, meaning I already know where your room is. You don't, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> You'll find out in a little while. <laughs> and then the Bartlett and Ramsey begin a conversation with Bartlett saying that uh, they've, they've been seeing old friends. It says, great seeing old friends. And it says, well, as can be expected. And then he says uh, they wanted to have put out a committee for you, and, which is pretty interesting. Again, all these, as we just said, everyone's here 20 minutes, and Bartlett shows up, and everyone wants to throw a party. <laughs> With what? With what? I don't know. But but as as uh, Tom and I know, they have a guitar and a uh, trombone, so they can, they can start. Yeah, let's get the semblance of a rock group and a marching band uh, somehow. <laughs> blend those together and there's probably some tea somewhere in someone's pack it's very possible 
And then at that point, that's when Roger says, I saw Willie and, and Valinsky with Mac on my way in. Now, as we just pointed out when they were walking in, Mac is nowhere near Danny and Willie. So it's, it's, it's funny that he says he saw them together. You know, that, that's who he saw. He was, he pointed out. Maybe, maybe, I mean, again, for someone who hasn't seen the movie, they can think that someone else is Mac. <laughs> but we all know who McDonald is. So I just thought it was really funny that, that, uh, that they, they mentioned that discrepancy here. And, uh, so Ramsey's retort is, well, we have a lot of old friends here. But then he says something very interesting. He says, it's a new camp. They have the, they have expert guards. They're the elite. Now, come on. We saw how all of these, all these, uh, guards up in the towers, none of them are ever near their guns, except for the, the moment when they shoot at Hilt's, which again, it's, it's, it's pretty strange. I mean, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but it's pretty strange to start shooting at, uh, at, in, into the camp. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they're, the, maybe because he's the elite, maybe the, the, you know, that was, he was a sniper. I mean, it's just propaganda. Um, true. Maybe maybe uh, Ramsey is able to look at the, the, the different uniforms and know that 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 uh, the uniforms of of the uh, Luftwaffe guards in the camp are uh, from some uh, special forces unit in the in the German Luftwaffe. I don't know. Oh no! I guess I was getting more of you go somewhere guarded by Marines. The Marine propaganda machine has led the entire world to believe that it is one of the most elite fighting forces in the world. And that may or may not actually be true. It's probably just a bunch of guys who irritated someone along the way and got sent out to guard this. In 1943, the propaganda was word of mouth. <laughs> there was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. And there were no there were no commercials telling you to be all that you can be. I know that's the army. Uh, Semper Fi. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. What's the Marine uh, slogan for the commercials? There's not really one. They just have the one where you, they have the slang of the dragon as a commercial. All right. So I, I still remember the be all you can be. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, that, you know, from from the from the 80s and 90s, that that that, that was what they did back then. So, you know, I, I, I guess that it wasn't the commercials that got you the guy that recruited you. No. <laughs> and then the, the the conversation between the two of them continues with two more lines, and Ramsey says, "So did you meet the commandant?" Which, uh, again, it's pretty interesting to you know to, to ask that type of a question because on the one hand, not every prisoner was br- brought into the commandant to, to to meet. So why would he think that Bartlett was taken to the commandant unless someone mentioned to him that he was actually brought into the to, to von Luger's office? I mean, he must have been getting some sort of message along the way from everyone, uh, from anyone in the compound. I personally think that, yes, uh, fill in some blanks here, but the way that uh, Ashley Pitt approaches him the first time he sees him, it's not like, Bartlett? Holy crap, man, what are you doing here? I, I can't believe it's you. He has already, it seems to me, he's he, when he sees them come in, he sees Bartlett gets out, he's like, it's Bartlett, I gotta go tell Captain Ramsey. Uh, and, and so there, there's a whole exchange while Bartlett's in the Commandant's office, and by the time uh, Ashley Pitt comes out, he's already prepped and ready to see his old friend, and that's why their conversation's so brief. Hey, buddy, how's what, what's this place like? That's okay, come on over here, I got somebody to talk to you. 
Yeah, that's true. Because Ashley Pitt, you know, he calls, calls Ramsey the old man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll inform the old man. <laughs> right. Okay. No, that that makes sense. Obviously, you know, with 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 any type of movie, you have to be able to fill in the blanks of what's going on in, in with other people while a scene is going on somewhere else because their their lives don't just stop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I mean, the book doesn't doesn't really mention this 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 scene, so it's not really a mention here, and the. The script also doesn't really uh, mention anything about it. I mean, they have they actually have a long conversation between the two of them. Between Ramsey and Roger. No, between it the, the script goes goes on for a few pages between the conversation, but the conversation obviously you know we'll we'll discuss part of that next week. Right. They, it, it, it mentions that uh, Bartlett wearily approaches under heavy guard, Strachwich watches as he's moving along towards the group. The group makes no action, makes no reaction. Some turn away, some watch casually. As Bartlett approaches uh, closer, Ashley Pitt reacts to his gauntness. He comes through the gate. Ashley Pitt wanders up. So Ashley Pitt then casually says, hello, Cyril. Cyril. I guess they, they changed the name of there, too. You'll be in 104. I'll show you. And then Bartlett casually says, thanks. They, ed- they exit, and Strachwitz stares after them. And then the next thing, they show them in uh, Ramsey's room. And then they, they show that Ramsey's waiting anxiously, and then there's a knock on the door. He says, come in. And then Bartlett enters along with uh, Ashley Pitt, who smiles, leaving the two men alone. Bartlett says, hello, sir. Hello, Cyril. I, again, I guess they, they after the, they wrote the script, they decided to actually go with the real name of Roger for Roger Bouchel. Then it continues and says, between them, there's enormous camaraderie, enormous respect, but held right down. So then Ramsey says, looks like you've had a rough time. Bartlett says, the Gestapo wanted to find out who helped me to the border. God, I only had 100 yards to go. Ramsey, after a pause, the fellows wanted to put up a welcome committee. That's for later. Lots of your old friends here. Oh, who? Danny Valinsky, Willie Dix, Ashley Pitt, the artful Dodger. Bartlett, old Merivale, hasn't he made it yet? Not yet. And then Bartlett says, looks around the camp. How long have you been here? Arrived today. New camp, expert guards, the elite. He turns back to the teapot, pours. From time to time, he glances perturbed at Bartlett, who sits staring into space, lost in thoughts. So here, just to be clear, Richard Attenborough is supposed to be gaunt in this script because (laughs) (laughs) of the words I would use to describe Attenborough, that's not one of them. Uh, correct. Correct. <laughs> okay, and yeah, if it was more gaunt, then I can see a lot more of the torture of the... the just uh, things start falling into place in my mind a little more if they had still thought of him as more gaunt. Right, I mean, obviously, we're, you know, <laughs> with with these type of movies, when you're dealing with, with prisoners in, in uh, POW camps or prisoners in in uh, concentration camps, I mean, there's a limit to what you can ask of the actors in order to try to to, to get in to, to the movie. You're not going to say to them, okay, go on a starvation diet. You know, not everyone's Christian Bale right. where they're going to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, also Attenborough himself was 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 in the Air Force for in during World War II, so I guess he sort of knew how he's supposed to act. Right, he was. He and did. he wasn't even the first choice for this role. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was actually second. 
Behind who? Trying to remember. Uh, Richard Harris. Hmm. Richard Harris was originally supposed to be. And uh, here, this is interesting. Uh, recording uh, said that uh, once he started establishing his, himself as a director, he only he only returned to acting once when he was in Jurassic Park. It, it, for a long time, he didn't. He, he stayed away from from acting, and he said he would only act again if he was allowed to replace Harris again. <laughs> and that was because he wanted the the part of Dumbledore after Harris died. Interesting. The interesting That's, Harry Potter series. With... Yeah. There's always connections to Harry Potter. You just think of any British actor and there's some sort of connection somewhere along the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Between that and, yeah, Star Wars, there's a British actor in one of the two series. Uh, you have probably actors that have been in both. <laughs> yes, there's that too. You know, besides Simon Pegg. <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, wait, no, Simon Pegg wasn't, I'm sorry, I, I meant with Star Trek. Star Trek and Star Wars, Simon Pegg was in, he wasn't in uh, Harry Potter. Oops. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone who's been in Harry Potter, and uh, we'll have to go listen to the to the Harry Potter minute by minute to, to find out who who was, uh, what the connections are with uh, Star Wars. All right, uh, do you, you have anything else to say about this minute? Not about this one. Well, I just want to follow up from what I said yesterday about uh, after the last person Bartlett sees from the SS and the first person he sees in this scene is Ashley Pitt. There is a significant scene with the three of them later in the movie and basically causes because of of Bartlett's relationship with this uh, uh, with with the SS uh, guy whose name I've already forgotten. uh, Coon, 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 Coon. Uh, causes Ashley Pitt to uh, sacrifice himself, fall on the grenade, the proverbial grenade, as it were, uh, to save Bartlett. So I think that's that. It's an interesting choice that the first person he sees is Ashley Pitt in this camp. So after just seeing Coon, right? Okay, there there's something to that. That's uh, interesting to, to think about. I actually forgot that it was Coon because for me, all all, all the, the the Nazis, all, all the Gestapo look alike to me, right? <laughs> But, but but you're definitely right about that. Preston also shows up later, uh, much later, with uh, Cavendish, yeah. as, as we, we constantly keep mentioning. So I just want to say one last thing, my, my general thoughts about this movie that, that I learned uh, the last time I watched it, because it is a fun adventure with uh, some cool set pieces and some, you know, a heisty feel to it. But the thing that really stuck with me uh, the last time was that um, – uh, I, I think it's Ramsey that says this is that he, when he tells the commandant that it's their job to escape, to try to escape, they can't just sit on their hands waiting for the war to end because as long as they're still out escape, trying to escape, they're taking resources away from the German army to go and capture them and put them back into camp. So uh, it frees up, you know, other opportunities for uh, the allies to uh, to to work on the Germans, even though it's a great personal risk to these POWs, as we learn throughout the movie, you know, a lot of them don't make it all because they, they tried to escape and it's their job to escape. So even though they've already been captured, it's not their job isn't over for the uh, the for the allies to, to win this war. I thought. That was something I didn't pick up on the first few times, even though it might lead to their death. They still have to get off their hands and bust their butt and keep working uh, to win this war. 
Right. It, it goes back to the whole idea of, of hope. You know, mm-hmm. and you have that in, in Shoshank and you have that in a lot of, in the bridge of the require they, they mentioned that also, you know, that when you're, when, when you're stuck in a place in despair, the only thing that can, that can save you is, is the feeling that you have hope that you can somehow get out and that you're going to make it out and you have to dream about getting out. And that's what the, these characters all did. And, you know, thankfully they're, they're able to do it together. I, I looked ahead to see what minute that uh, the meeting between Ashley Pitt and Kuhn is, and it's actually in minute 142, which uh, surprisingly, that's what I mentioned at, at the beginning of today's episode, that we have 142 episodes to go. So uh, <laughs> I found that to be a very interesting coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, we, we want to once again thank you for, for joining us this week. It's It's been a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it also. Good. All right. Uh, do you have anything you want else you want to, you want to plug anything? You can plug new things if you want this week. Uh, uh, today I would love to have some new things. If if somebody can get me some new things to plug, I would be appreciative of that. Uh, just go ahead and email me. Talk at Stinker Madness or listen to our podcast uh, at com and let me know what those new things are that I can delve into. I'll uh, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds sounds like fun. So any, anyone can go to wherever you get your podcasts and re- review and subscribe to to the Great Escape Minute. You can contact us by going to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can send us, uh, you can tweet tweet us at uh, Great Escape MXM. You can uh, send us an email to the great the great minute at gmail.com. or you can join uh, our Facebook group, The Cooler. Send us what you think about uh, the show, what you think about. Uh, uh, the episodes uh, so far, what you're looking forward to in the future, everything like that. So want to wish you uh, all uh, a great weekend, and we'll uh, see you back here on Monday. Tally-ho! Tally-ho! Tally-ho!